Yeah, I think we just got it under the wire because Skype is really mad at us right now. So I'm... God. That came out perfectly. All right. Episode of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey. It's hockey in sneakers. Oh man, I am so happy to be here with you, James. I know we missed a podcast a couple weeks ago, and I apologize to the listeners for that. Unfortunately, I had a business trip and I wasn't able to get it up on the website to push it out to all of you. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast that we recorded, uh, which we recorded a couple weeks ago, and you got to hear last week, and I'm hoping you enjoy it as well, which we recorded last week, because James is on vacation this week. Um, you don't need to know any of this, but I'm telling you anyway, because that's the kind of podcast we run here at the deck. Full disclosure, total transparency, we are here for you, the listener. What am I talking about? How are you, James? I'm doing good, but we miss you. We want you back and come home safely and quickly. But yeah, we're not politicians here, so we are a different kind of podcast where we're we're we're, we're actually honest. So, and again, apologies for uh, taking the week off, if you will. But we will make up for it. We promise. Yeah, and I hope that you'll shoot on over to our YouTube channel and, and see how we are attempting to make it up. But yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. In the meantime, why don't I get into tonight's starting lineup? And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal, as ever, I am number 35, the American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my illustrious co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazy. Yes, indeed, James Sejazy, and if you would be so kind, would you please tell us what's on deck for this podcast? Will do, my friend. Thank you, sir. Mr. American Rhino Mac, Equipment Manager. Surgery to Old Man. Well, the Titan Stick is named after a trill host of the Dax Symbiote, so it only makes sense that we merge the stick with an end plug, the Rhino Mac way. Seattle Slough. This just in, a raging rhino has been spotted in the city of Seattle and has been running amok from deck hockey rink to deck hockey court since the beginning of the week. If you feel a rumbling and may even spot the rhino, get the heck out of his way and by no means go near his crease. This rhino is big, tough, and extremely intelligent. He is wearing a New York Mets cap, a New York Rangers jersey, full goalie gear, and has an American flag proudly waving from his front horn. Local deck hockey players have dubbed the goalie as the American Rhino and are amazed by his goaltending abilities, especially because no one dares take a shot on his net. More details to follow as we get them in at Hit the Deck. And Gear Bag. It's still summer, and that means it's still hot, but we here at Hit the Deck have some great options for you to help keep your cool while playing deck hockey in the heat. They are two terrific headbands, one made by Mission, not the hockey company, and the other is made by Ergodyne. 
Both headbands are goalie tested and defenseman approved. And that's what's on deck. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You are welcome, my friend. That was a heck of a bulletin you laid down there. Yeah, just uh, warning everybody, and it seems like from your little story that we, you told me off air that uh, Seattle doesn't know how to accommodate the American Rhino, and it breaks my heart. So, <laughs> just I figured I'd throw some news noise. Um, yeah, so well, it's funny because by the time anyone listens to this, I'll already have been home for a week, so it's fine. But. Uh, Speaking as me in the future, I'm so glad to be back. And we are very happy to have you back, too, man. We missed you. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. So, what are we starting with? The stick. Yes. Yes. Tell us about this stick, James. Yes. uh, As Gary alluded to, in the future, we specifically kept this project to record, and Gary will upload it on our YouTube page. And we have a before, during, and we will have an after as to uh, Gary's hard work and uh, see how well it paid off. But um, if you were listening to the podcast earlier, we did talk about uh, superstitions and such. One of them being that um, Gary helped name my Titan hockey sticks. I love the Titan brand hockey sticks, and Reebok has kindly brought that name back. So I bought three stick, or two sticks since they've been back. One of them I received as a Christmas present from my brother, sister-in-law, and godchildren and dubbed that one Old Man. Now, all sticks, only the Titan sticks are named after Star Trek First Officers, or in this case, uh, after um, Jadzia Dax, who the actress uh, Terry Farrell I had a a crush on. So um, the problem with the stick itself was it's a one-piece, and it was just a little bit too short for defensive purposes, because as a defenseman, you need a long stick to help play your game properly. So I went to the American Rhino and asked his advice, And we don't know if this has been done before, but we certainly attempted it. And not only did Gary attempt it, but he did a great job in merging a plug, which is designed to plug in, the reason why it's called a plug, to plug into a shaft of a stick to make it longer and not designed to be attached to a one-piece wooden stick. But by golly, Gary, you figured a way to do it. Right, so just to remember, if anyone who may not know, these sticks, uh, the shafts that James is talking about, are designed to be elongated or hollow. So you can plug a small piece in, and it should be relatively seamless. They kind of glue you can put on it to you know, make it a tight fit. But since James's stick was a solid one piece, as he said, we had to improvise a little bit to add-on the piece. And uh, so there were some trials and tribulations involved in this process. James had attempted to repair the stick on his own. Uh, well, I, I, I shouldn't say repair, because that implies there was something wrong with it. It was a perfectly functional stick. It just wasn't long enough for his liking. So he had tried to modify the stick on his own. And why don't you t- walk us quickly through that process, James? Yeah, right. Um, so, right, uh, I attempted to just use super glue, a gorilla glue in this case, to stick the uh, plug onto the end of the shaft. And then once that dried, I just set it with a little piece of tape because the gorilla glue expands. And then once I shaved off the excess glue after it had uh, solidified for about 24 hours or so, I then taped up the stick as regular you, as you would with a regular stick. 
and it held up pretty well. I played a few games with it, and um, then it just, towards the wear and tear of playing deck hockey, which is the nature of the game, uh, one instance, I believe it was late in the second period, I was playing defense and, and deep in our zone, and then I just felt it snap. So the glue came undone. And this is no knock to Gorilla Glue at all. It's not designed to be used in this fashion. So apologies if anybody may be out there listening from Gorilla Glue Company or whatever the case is. Um, it, we'll lose our sponsorship, James. Exactly, exactly right. So, um, so it, it didn't work. So I went to Gary with the problem. And, and the American Rhino is a man of many, many talents, one of them being he's a Mr. Fix-It too. And he just came up with a brilliant plan to merge the the plug to the stick permanently. And if you wouldn't mind going through how you came up with those ideas and, and how that came about, please. Sure. So if you'd like to see the full in-depth breakdown of this process, please head over to our YouTube channel and check out our video on this stick surgery, uh, which, of course, our channel is Hit the Deck on YouTube, as you might have guessed, being that that's the name of the podcast. But... The short version, uh, the best way to merge this solid stick with this solid plug was, well, let me backtrack. The problem with James' solution was that it only being held on by glue and tape. So the torque from the pulling the end of the stick in a, in a direction forced the plug to kind of rip off most of the way. The glue just gave way and the tape gave way because, as James said, it's not designed for that. So I thought there has to be something solid to make the two. And I decided that the best way, the smallest yet most solid way I can make the two things is to insert a pin. So I got a furniture screw, which basically it's... Um, if you put together anything from Ikea, you probably know what I'm talking about or really any kind of prefab furniture usually has this. It's kind of there's a, a, a pin shape thing and that goes in one hole and then something that slots up against it perpendicular, there's usually a kind of a screw that goes over it and you twist it, you turn it and it locks them together. I just kind of bang my fists together to indicate locking. You can't see that, but that's what I'm doing. Um, so for me, banging fists is locking. Just FYI. So once they're locked together, it should theoretically form a solid piece. So I had James bring over his stick, and I drilled some holes for some screws and pins and put it together, and then we tried to solidify everything with glue and wood putty, and tape and when we were all finished it looked like a, a pretty solid piece of stick but if you want to find out the actual results and whether my crazy Frankenstein plan worked or not you're going to need to head over to that YouTube channel and see for yourself well done sir and apologies at least on my end sometimes it sounds like Gary you sound like a sound wave a little bit but uh, hopefully that doesn't come through with the recording but that's my apologies for the the bad connection so just apologies out there for people out there in case that may be the sound quality but hopefully I'm just hearing it on my end but uh, yeah exactly I apologize Lords the Jay-Z no <laughs> 
uh, say hi to Ravage for me. But um, so yeah, it was a great. I, uh, I preferred Laserbeak personally. Yeah, true. Yeah, Ravage was a pain in the neck, but um, yeah, you're the yeah. expert. Although Ravage was better than Rumble. Yes. Yeah. I think we would all we could all do without Rumble. Agreed. Yeah, I'm Rumble. You Autobots are gonna pay. I don't know. I think I morphed into Cartman a little bit there at the end, and I don't even watch South Park. But, uh, yeah, Rumble was annoying. Yeah, as we said, Gary is a man of many talents. But exactly right. Just go check out the YouTube. Yeah, um, let's, let's, let's move back into the Hit the Deck podcast. <laughs> let's check out the the YouTube page and, and really see Gary's incredible work, his great plan, and how it all came through fruition. And hopefully it will be entertaining and maybe help people out in the future as well. So... From there, let's go from New York all the way over to Seattle. Mr. Rhino Mac is, uh, at the recording of this, is about 2,400 miles away from... Yes, I... Oh, sorry to interrupt. I was... Uh, I was tapped by my boss for a last-minute business trip. I was in the middle of a vacation, and he texted me and said, Hey, Gary, sorry to interrupt your vacation. Can you go to Seattle next week? So I, I didn't can I like okay, and here I am, um, a little over a week later, and I sit here in the Windy City, no, the City of Brotherly Love, no, the Big Apple, no, the Big Easy, no. Um, what's Seattle? The Space Needle Place? Yes, yes, <laughs> the, the Space Needle Place. Here I am in the Space Needle Place, which I'm sure is their official nickname. Starbucks Land? <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually went to visit the Space Needle last night. I decided I'm here for a week for work. I'm going to do one touristy thing. It's not far from my hotel. About 25 minute walk. So I walked down there and I went up and I saw Seattle and the ocean and mountains. I didn't realize there were so many mountains in such close proximity because we're very close to Canada. So I guess uh, Vancouver has a lot of mountains, and so uh, that's what I was seeing. And which was, I have to say, the mountains are actually pretty cool, legitimately cool. But um, you know, I was telling James off air, this is just a very unusual place for me. I was born and bred as a New Yorker, lived there my whole life. I recycle because it's the law in New York, which means I kind of toss my you know, bottles and cans and aluminum foil and stuff in the bin, but this place takes it to a whole other level. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a very unusual experience for me. I told James I was at work, and I was speaking in a normal speaking voice for me, which is maybe a little loud, but I tend to project. I, I do have a bit of an acting background, so I just, I, I project. I talk in a, in a, maybe a higher tone. I don't whisper, but that, that's just, you know, how... I'm used to talking, and I was told, you have to quiet down, you can't yell. <laughs> yell? Believe me, if I was yelling, you'd know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, I give credit where credit is due. Seattle is a beautiful place. 
Um, and apparently they have a rabid hockey, uh, or at least street hockey fan base. There is a group called Seattle Street Hockey. They meet every week in the same place, every Saturday. For years they've been doing this, rain or shine, holiday, um, snow, wind, anything, no matter what. They meet in this place to play hockey. They're like the postmen of street hockey. And I respect that. And they seem to have a great sense of humor. And uh, I haven't found any contact information yet. Unfortunately, I won't be here on Saturday when they play their next game or I'll go down myself to talk to them. But uh, if somehow anyone from Seattle Street Hockey happens to hear this, please get in touch with us. We'd love to have you on the show and talk about what you do because you seem like really cool guys and girls, I'm assuming. I don't know. Again, I won't be here uh, come Saturday, unfortunately. I'll already be home or I would be happy to go down and check it out. Yeah, we want to be Yeah, Seattle seems like a real street hockey town. I'm sorry, James. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, not at all. Um, I was just going to say that we're we'd be happy to have you back and have you back safely and quickly. But exactly, it, it's sort of, sort of like they're the West Coast version of the LIQ. Very similar, and you can check out their website. It's uh, SeattleStreetHockey.com. dot com. Right. Yeah, and they are, exactly like Gary said. They have a great sense of humor. It's, it's really similar to us in a lot of ways. Kind of like I don't know, maybe not a mirror image, but uh, the West Coast version of the LIQ as we alluded to before, and they even play in a similar style uh, arena, if you will, or uh, or playground or whatever you want to call it. So pretty interesting, but that's pretty cool to Which, see. So I, is, that, is that a thing? That, that was a thing once, right? I don't think that's still a thing. <laughs> I know nothing about the hip-hop culture, so I apologize to, well, pretty much everybody. Yeah, thank you for giving me credit, but uh, my only exposure to the hip-hop community is Mr. You Can't See Me, John Cena, so I don't <laughs> So, uh, with Seattle, I guess w- there are some similarities. He's right there. I can see him playing his day. It's, I mean, if I couldn't see him, really, it would be very poor camera work. You know, you'd have to really try to not see. He's standing right there. He's wearing neon colors. He's big as a house. You know, I just, he's like, he doesn't stop talking. He's, he can't, even during the match, you can hear him during the match. He's just, he's just loud. He's the presence. My point being, I can see him. I don't know why he says that. Sorry. Uh, but we were going to talk about hockey. I'm sorry. sorry. Yes. Uh, so. With uh, how's the weather out there? Actually, is uh, were you were you able to break the? I mean, it's been nothing but humid in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York. Yeah, surprisingly, I I was expecting it to be raining like every other day here because that's what you think about when you think Seattle. Right, it's raining, but it hasn't rained once. It has not rained at all. It has not been forecast to rain at all, even a drop during my trip. It's bizarre. Well, I'm glad that they rolled out the red carpet for you. Yeah, exactly. All I know about Seattle, and obviously I've never been there either, is that Starbucks, Flannel, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden, and all those guys, and Rain. So I actually haven't seen that many Starbucks either. I may have passed one or two. I was expecting to be on every corner. I have heard that in Seattle there are multiple Starbucks at an intersection. But I guess where I am, which is in the downtown area, they don't have them. Maybe they're on the outskirts. I don't know. Oh. Um, 
honestly, the, the, the big thing that uh, the guide, I guess, when I was going up the elevator to the Space Needle pointed out was Amazon. The corporate headquarters of Amazon is, is nearby, so huh. the locals apparently aren't too keen on that. Really? But, okay. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, Amazon has a big presence, but Starbucks, where I am at least, not so much. Interesting. Live and learn, see? That's uh, part of the problem with, with society is uh, me being over here in New York, I just assume that, and we get that as well, a, a lot, being New Yorkers too, with the tourists coming in here, that people assume that we're all evil and selfish and rude people, which, honestly, majority of New Yorkers are that, but <laughs> you do, like, for example, if people get lost on the subway, people, locals, step on each other to help those people out and get them to where they're going and and are very friendly and uh, we're, we're not as bad as it seems. So thank you for opening up my eyes and and uh, curing my ignorance or uh, prejudice or whatever the case is towards the fine city of Seattle. But the reason you know, why... it's also cool? Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. We're going to say. No, no. Continue. Um, this, I learned this yesterday visiting the Space Needle. The Space Needle was actually built for the 1962 World's Fair here in Seattle, which uh -huh. only lasted half a year, but they had a monorail. Uh, and it still runs. It's pretty short. It's only a mile and change is the length of the track, but it's it, you know it's neat and the, it it makes sense that now I, I kind of get the Space Needle a little more because it was built. I didn't realize it was built so long ago. It was built in a time where the the space race was a very thing, and you know the Jetsons and the actually apparently the Jetsons apartment building was based on the Space Needle. Uh -huh. And it, uh, you know, that, that whole era was, you know, the kind of sci-fi fantasy future that they really em were embracing and expected to come very soon. That, that really gets the, the design aesthetic, I think. It nails it on the head. So it explains why it is the way it is. Uh, that, that little bit, I guess, is a little cool. Uh, I, I really I have to give them credit. That's kind of a cool thing. And uh, I also have to, uh, you know, just my sense of New York superiority. Uh, I, I kind of have to smile a little bit thinking that Seattle's World's Fair only lasted half a year, whereas New York's World's Fair lasted for two. <laughs> That's right. Very cool. But hopefully they they wanted to try and make you feel a little bit more at home. So yeah, that's pretty cool. But uh, it, it, very interesting. I had no idea. I didn't know any of that stuff. So live yeah. and learn, and, and you learn something new here at Hit the Deck every podcast. So appreciate yeah, that. That's, that's why we're here. We are here to educate. Excellent, and hopefully entertain too, right? But um, the reason All why I was that being said, I can't wait to come. Back. Yeah, we we miss you. We want you back. Especially yeah, we want you back in goal too. But. Um, the reason why I was asking about the weather is that when we dip into gear bag, uh, Gary and I have a couple of ideas which we've tested ourselves to help um, keep you cool in the heat of the summer while playing deck hockey. And we've actually, not, without even discussing it to one another, came up with our own um, headband styles. So Gary has one and I have the other and we'll talk about the both of them and Gary if you wouldn't mind telling us about your uh, Enduracool headband that you discovered sure so I got this at um, 
about Yon, and I, you know, if I had been playing hockey here in Seattle, I might have wanted to pack it because you asked about the weather, and the weather's been kind of all over the place. When I got in at like nine o'clock at night, or almost almost nine o'clock at night when I was driving in in a cab, it was like eighty degrees out. Yeah. But a couple of days later, I was walking out at lunch, and it was like sixty-two degrees. I, and then today, it's, it's in the eighties again. I just, the weather is all over the place here. I I can't pin it down. I think that's why everybody wears flannel because you know, any time it could just suddenly be very cold. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so had I packed that, I would it would have benefited me if were I playing in the hot weather because. I found this, as James said, this Mission Endura Cool, Multi-Cool is the name of it. And basically what it is, it comes in different colors. Mine is like a, a light blue. Well, it's a little bluer than light but regardless. It's kind of like a fabric tube, a little fabric tube. And the way it works is you soak it in water and then wring it out. And you have to wash it before your first use to activate material. I just said activate the alcohol instead of anyway. Um, so you have to wash it and then you have to kind of wet it and wring it out and then you like uh, you snack it. You have to snack it to activate it because air needs to flow over it to get it to work. So once you do all that, you can put it on. The way I chose to wear it is. I put it over my head, I put the tube over my head, and then I kind of pulled the back up over the back of my head. I was told that uh, I looked like, oh, what did they say? I looked like something out of Star Wars, was what I was told. Like a, a Star Wars alien, because from the way I was wearing it. And I probably did look a little silly. Uh, I put my mask on over it, so it was cooling the back of my neck and, and the top of my head. And even at first, I was worried that I was going to cover my ears and I wouldn't be able to hear. But eventually, just due to comfort and practicality, I did pull it over my ears, and I could hear through it like nothing. So, it, like it was, so that wasn't an issue at all. And it cool. Yeah. I mean, the last two times this summer, I've played hockey in the 80 degree, 80 plus degree weather uh, in goal. By the by, halfway through the second game, I can literally barely move, just because of how hot it is, and how much it saps my strength. And uh, this time, I could have played a third game. I'm, you know, I'm not saying I was, you know, I was totally comfortable and energized, but I was much more, well, energized isn't the right word, but I was much less tired and much less sapped than I usually am. And as a comparison. The other goalie who was playing that day, Mike, who is a stand-up goalie, so he doesn't move around usually as much as I wind up doing, just because his style allows him to kind of stay upright and, and be more mobile side to side and not have to go down and get up and move with it, regardless. Um, he doesn't play quite as mobile a style as I, I generally do, because I being hybrid butterfly, I drop down quite a lot, and he was dying by the end and you know that's not a knock against him it was very hot and I, I don't know I guess the my uh, endura cool thing actually worked so if you are in the market for something to keep it cool during the summer I highly recommend it 
And I think even if you do wind up looking silly, I think the payoff far outweighs the, uh, you know, the risk of people making fun of like a Star Wars apparently. And uh, James, you have something similar? And I say that because you told me about it. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's that's like a kind of a you know a, a radio segue. That's what that's what we call this is a segue. It sounds very disingenuous. James, I understand that you have some. We we both know that I have something and you have something. You already made that abundantly clear. Please just tell me what you have. Okay, thank you. Yeah, my my version is not nearly as sophisticated as uh, Mr. Rhino Max's, but. The style of headband I have is basically like a bandana style. So when we first started playing hockey, deck hockey, I was wearing a cap. And one of our opposing players thought it would be a good idea to try and knock the bill of the cap off and, you know, get it in front of my eyes or try and distract me and things like that. So while we're playing, I just let the cap move where he did and just continue playing. So to combat that and the fact that I don't have any hair on the top of my head, want to make sure that, uh, and we don't wear helmets usually, is uh, I don't get sunburned on the top of my head. I figured I'd switch to a bandana. So I had a traditional bandana, but was sweating profusely through it and really not nearly in the kind of weather that we've been experiencing here in New York this summer with all the humidity and the extreme heat. So did some research and went on Amazon and found the, it's called Chillets by Ergodyne, and you can buy the... That's like something from Terminator. Sorry. Yeah. That's quite all right. That's that's always welcome. But I don't want to get too boring and technical here on the uh, the podcast. But yeah, the, 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 the company is called Ergodyne, and the headbands are called Chillets, and you can buy them on fullsource.com, or Amazon, and the best part about that is you could just pay half the price what I paid for it. So I paid about uh, I think maybe ten to fifteen dollars or so for it, and it was quite worth it. But I just noticed that Full Source and Amazon have the same exact model and style as the headband I have for six ninety nine or thereabouts. So, and if you could get take advantage of free shipping, even better. But, or uh, apparently Amazon is headquartered in Seattle, so just text me and I'll pick one up for you and bring it home. There you go. Actually, uh, don't do that. Like I said, I'm already home by the time you hear this. So <laughs> yeah. That won't help you. But the cool thing about the Chillets is that they come in various styles. They do actually look like a regular bandana, so people wouldn't even know that you're wearing a modified bandana because it has the tie-up style in the back. What it is, is a headband like you'd find in the baseball cap or something, and it's a little bit thicker and wider, and that is really does an excellent job of wicking away your sweat and making sure that you don't, sweat doesn't drop into your eyes and things like that, so you feel really comfortable and dry while you're playing, and the same effect for the bandana itself, the material about it's very light, it does a great job in blocking the, the sun's rays and such, keeps you very cool and dry, and even when you, like, times when I'm throwing water on my face from a water bottle and things like that, it, that even dries pretty quickly too, and it doesn't affect in an ill way at all the performance of the, the chillet. And like Gary said too, the same thing with chillets, it comes in various styles. I have a, uh, like a red 
bandana style that a biker would wear or something. I kind of look like a <laughs> ridiculous pirate who got lost on the land. But James um, is a tough guy. What say? Yeah, right. But um, so uh, they they come in blue and red, and yellow and things. They have camouflage and and other styles to suit your needs. So in uh, case you just got back from now, there you go. So definitely something worth looking into and as we said it's a it's a really cheap alternative to wearing a cap or a helmet if you don't need to wear a helmet plus it would fit just fine under your helmet as additional wicking ability to keep the sweat out of your eyes and off of your brow and such so i've had it since march of 2015 and it's still as good and as new as it was back then and still works great so we gary and i test these things before we recommend them to the fans out there just to let you know that we walk the walk and talk the talk and we wouldn't steer you down the wrong track so again we're not sponsored by anybody or anything like that either so this is just stuff that we found out on our own although if you'd like to sponsor the podcast absolutely shoot us an email we'll be happy to sell out and take your money that's right just uh, reach out to us at hit the deck at gmail.com please or as Gary always so patiently does at the end of every podcast, you could reach us through Twitter at Hit the Deck Pod or at Hit the Deck on Facebook and Instagram. But yeah, really, both both headbands are, are great options to keep you cool in the heat, and they work great, and they're durable. And uh, the other thing too, I'm, I'm assuming that your uh, Endura Cool is machine washable. Absolutely. As is the Chillets. So that just helps, too, to keep it clean and fresh and ready to go. And just a little bit of advice for the Chillets is that uh, be mindful of your baseball cap size that you wear because the Chillets could, the band itself could be a little snug. So if if I remember correctly, they run in like sizes medium to large or, or small to medium and large to extra large and things like that. So basically they have the measurements there. And if you don't know your measurement of your uh, the size of your head, you could just use a, a string and figure it out that way. Usually, you know, it could range between 21 inches and, I don't know, uh, extra large or whatever the case is. But uh, Or if you have enough string, you can just knit yourself a little bit down. There you go. So, so just keep that in mind. And uh, even if it is a little snug, the worst that could happen, at least in my case, is maybe you get a little red mark on your forehead after you're done wearing it but that's exactly the same thing I get when I wear my baseball cap so it's not a big deal it goes away real quick and it doesn't leave any permanent uh, any scars or anything like that so and it doesn't it doesn't affect the performance of the the chillet headband itself either so really both great options to check out and we've tested them out they work great and they do a really good job in help keeping you cool and hopefully helping you out and playing your game now, James, well, do you have to keep like wetting it? What are the mechanics of your discs? It's it's really very bare bones, quite frankly. It's for lack of a better description, it's a modified bandana. So no, there's no no nothing sophisticated about it. You don't have to dampen it at all. You don't have to do anything but put it on your head and wear it. And it works like the uh, the same Under Armour shirts and things, where it just wicks away the sweat okay. from your yeah. body naturally and uh it, it really feels cool too when you're running back and forth with the if there's any breeze or things like that that helps the performance of it as well and it's really light it could fit under your helmet if you wear a helmet as well without a problem and uh, it even helps keep the sun off of your neck too in the back which is helpful for me because i sunburn pretty sure. easily so um you and me both yeah 
So big uh, kudos for me for the Chillets and as the American Rhino endorses the Enduracool as well. So definitely check yeah, those the out. Nice, sorry, the nice thing about my Enduracool is that while you do have to wet it initially, um, you don't have to keep wetting it because it, the way it works is uh, the, the wetness, the dampness interacting with the air flowing over the material. So if you just keep sweating into it, it'll keep being wet and it'll keep working even if you're not wetting it in cool water, which, uh, I mean, it, it has the dual uh, benefit of absorbing and, and wicking all that sweat away from you while at the same time staying cool because of that same sweat, which, I mean, given that the, the reason you sweat is because your body is trying to cool itself off, the fact that you're actually using that sweat to more efficiently cool you is kind of a evolution of uh, you know, the next <laughs> the next evolution, uh, the triumph over nature. I I've I don't know. Where I'm no, in all honesty, that is extremely fascinating. Did you do a lot of research in finding this particular model and brand? In fact, I did not. I was in Bed Bath & Beyond to get a gift for somebody. I saw it, and I said, hey, that could be helpful, and I tried it, and it works. That, that's amazing, because usually anybody who knows the American Rhino out there, he's a very, very intelligent shopper. He does his homework. He does his research, and he never just buys something on instinct or they watch the commercial and say, oh, i got to go get that without thoroughly investigating it and making sure that it is something worth his while, because you do have yeah. a high standard and you should keep that high standard because it pays off. But that's fascinating, uh, really amazing. So especially yeah. for a goalie, too, I, th I think that's the way to go with the Enduracool. And like, as you said, when you put it on over your head and your neck and then put your goalie helmet over it, any did it impede your performance of your mask at all or your peripheral vision or anything like that? peripheral vision really the only impediment that I ran into was because there are different styles that you can wear it they even have like a chart not a chart but like there are pictures of different ways you can wear the thing and on their website they have more but um, the only impediment to the way I was wearing it which was I had as I said I put the, I pulled the tube down over my neck and then I kind of reached back and pulled the back up over my head that so it was a little tight on my neck it was a little constricted but it wasn't so constricted that i couldn't maneuver and it had the benefit of keeping the sun off of my neck so that so uh, you know for those sunny days if you're like me and you really hate wearing sunscreen even though you should anyway um it's a nice little benefit excellent very very cool so so yeah i mean uh you know gary and i as we said we recommend the Mission Enduracool Multicool and the Chillets headband by uh, Ergodyne. Last minute remaining in the podcast. All right. So, James, thank you for another very, very enlightening episode and Hit the Deck podcast. Uh, I had a lot of fun recording it. Um, I thank you for going to all the trouble of figuring out how to record this while I'm in Seattle and don't have my usual stuff with me. Uh, you really pitched in and saved the day on that one, so I think we all owe you a great round of applause. Um, thank you to the listener, of course, for listening to this podcast. Uh, we always appreciate you. We able to do this literally would not be able to do this without you, so 
you know, great thanks to you. Thank you, Anna, to Jay-Z for the music. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast. The IQ for sound effects used in the podcast. Please, if you want, subscribe to us on iTunes, listen to us on Stitcher, email us, uh, or, or tweet at us uh, at hitthedeck at gmail.com or hitthedeckpod on Twitter. And please, by all means, check out our YouTube channel, Hit the Deck, because as I said before, we do have some cool content that's up on there and will continue to come up on there. So subscribe to us there, and I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, before I let you go, one last thing. Please be on the loop. I know all around town you can't get away from all the Hit the Deck t-shirts that you're seeing, but you should also be on the lookout for the Hit the Deck stickers because uh, we're spreading them around, and hopefully you'll be able to get your hands on one if you're very lucky and you're very good. So, uh, <laughs> James, anything you'd care to add? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. One, thank you very much for the shout-out, but when you hear the quality, you're going to take that compliment back, so I apologize for that. And two, um, in case we don't record while it is the week of your birthday, just want to wish you a very, very happy birthday. And uh, you're a great guy, and we appreciate you, and we will make it up in a future podcast to celebrate the greatness of the American Rhino. Thank you, friend. You are far too kind. I appreciate that, and I hope that you, in fact, have a fun vacation, because I know you'll be away very shortly, and uh, we will miss you terribly. Come back soon. All right. And finally, one last reminder, even though I'm so very far away, I would be remiss if I were not to remind you, the loyal listener, it's that hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Bed sound uh, quality can't break us up, damn it. <laughs>